Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Shake Hornet member Wilson filling in for Canty and Carlin here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. We got week 11 in the NFL starting tonight between the Titans and the Packers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're lucky enough to be joined by Teron Davenport, our ESPN NFL Nation Titans reporter right now. So let's focus in on the Titans side of things, obviously, as they travel to Green Bay again to take on the Packers this evening on Thursday Night Football. So, uh, look. Ryan Tannehill was out for two straight games, and in those two games, um, they didn't pass for more than 50 yards. He comes back, obviously, and the Titans are feeling good about things. How how are they feeling with, with Ryan Tannehill here going forward and how much success they can have with him under center? Oh, They're feeling really good with Ryan Tannehill, and he's the guy that you know helped them get to the 2019 AFC Championship game. So they believe in him, and really the, the way that they approach it is to have him make one or two plays, not turn the football over, and they feel like that's their formula, running the ball well and having a strong defense. Yeah, because, Teron, we know, of course, this offense doesn't run through Ryan Tannehill. It runs through Derrick Henry. And we know we're going to get a heavy dose of Derrick Henry against this Packers team. There's always a heavy dose of Derrick Henry this season, and yet nobody can stop it. This Packers run defense leaves a lot to be desired. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I think it's a perfect matchup on a perfect night for what the Titans want to do. It's cold, and in these elements, you know what happens as, as the game goes on. You know, tackling the, a battering ram like Derrick Henry in the fourth quarter is a lot more difficult to do than it is in the first quarter, and it just continues to, to wear teams down. I, I think it's a perfect matchup, and I actually talked to Derrick Henry uh, about the doubters, right, the preseason doubters, and he, he said that, you know, he's still – gets motivated by people who doubted him in high school. So rest assured, with this being prime time, he's going to look to, to show that he is, uh, you know, that guy. Katie Carlin on ESPN Radio talking to Teron Davenport right now, our ESPN NFL Nation Titans reporter. I want to focus in on Traylon Burks for a minute. He was obviously activated in the win against the Broncos a week ago, the first-round pick for the Tennessee Titans. But in terms of not relying solely on Derrick Henry, do you anticipate him maybe getting a few more – um, receiving yards this week. Last week he had only three uh, receptions for 24 yards. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good opportunity to get some receiving yards for him. And one of the things you have to look at is how they work the play action. They have a, mm-hmm. a package where, you know, they play action to get the, the linebackers to step forward, and they got what's called a bang route going right behind them. It's just like a shallow crossing route. And that's a way that they get the ball in his hands and he can make something happen. Then if you look at last week's game or Sunday's game, they did a good job game planning. Uh, right before the flea flicker, they had Burks. He, he lined up, and he was on the left side. He was number one on the left, and he motioned across to the right, and he was the furthest outside receiver. And then you had Robert Woods as the second one. He ran a clear out, and Shaka Conquo was the furthest in, and he ran a crossing route. And that opened things up for him to catch the ball right across the middle, catch and run, 15-yard game. So they're definitely scheming to get him the rock and – you know, that's something that they're going to have to do because he's, frankly, their most talented receiver. The yeah. Titans are coming off of a win against the Broncos on Sunday. Do you see this short week for the Titans as an advantage or a disadvantage coming into this game? Yeah, I, I don't think it's either, just to be honest with you. Um, this team, like, they, they love bad situations. And it's just something where, like, Mike Vrabel, he calls them street rats. And – 
You know, a street rat wants to be in the worst situation, and they find ways to survive in it. I think that's that's how this team is. You know, they're built to be able to, you know, go on the road and win a game like this. It's it's just a pack-and-play type of team. You have run the ball the way you, they do, and then you, you defend and run the way that they do. It's it's efficient to, you know, take a crowd out of a stadium. Teron, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy the game tonight between the Titans and the Packers. It should be a good one from Lambeau. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you ladies having me on. See you later. That's Teron Davenporter, ESPN NFL Nation Titans reporter, obviously getting us set for tonight's game. Uh, Packers and Titans, it should be a good one. And I I had to ask him about the, the situation with their first-round wide receiver because he was, like, absent during the offseason, and then he was hurt, and then he finally came back, and he didn't have a lot of touches. And he's right. He could be their, their best wide receiver, their best option, if he could actually get going and give Ryan Tannehill and that offense some help. But nonetheless, um, this should be a good one tonight between the Titans and the Packers. And the Packers are obviously looking to have a little bit more consistency, Amber. But I guess maybe this opens up – up a little bit more in terms of the AFC picture and what the Titans actually are. Last year they were the number one overall seed in that entire conference. This year now obviously you're dealing with the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs um, and you can go on down the list but where do you think the Titans fit in this conversation in terms of number one overall seeds or being uh, you know at the top of the list for teams that are the creme de la creme in the AFC? I mean, I feel like it's more of the same from the Titans, right? Where you're talking about a team that, I mean, they're going to win their division because look who else is in their division. And obviously the Colts are wildly disappointing. And I mean, the Jags and the Texans, they're, it's not even worth a conversation. The rest of that division, they're going to win their division. And I mean, they could even end up with the one seed again. And then is it going to be the same story that we saw last season where they get into the postseason and then you're not getting that magic from a team that each and every year is in the conversation as a Super Bowl contender? They should be that. And Derrick Henry, it has shocked me, Shay, how good Derrick Henry is this season. I just, that position, I just never feel like it can bounce back. And coming off of the injuries, and it, it has bounced back it, in both, by the way, New York and in Tennessee. But with Derrick Henry, that's really where the bread is buttered there for the Titans. If the offense can continue to run through him, and then you heard Teron say it right there, there's only so much they even ever ask Ryan Tannehill to do. That's why Tannehill is so much better in Tennessee than he ever was all those years I was watching him in Miami because. He's just not the quarterback that you can ask to do too much. But if you have the right pieces around him, he's a very capable game-managing type quarterback and a very capable play-action type quarterback, and that's exactly what they've gotten from him in Tennessee. It didn't go well last season when that Titans team was injured. It doesn't go well when he doesn't have Derrick Henry available to him in the backfield. And, yes, I thought he was going to miss Brown even more than he does. And like you said, maybe the piece there with bringing in another receiver, having another receiver now available will help him in terms of weapons. But it's not about Ryan Tannehill. Hill, frankly it's just kind of about Ryan Tannehill not messing it up although that's a question mark let's be real Shay as we head into a postseason where again I think you're gonna have a Titans team walk into the postseason because of where they are I'm just not sure I believe they're gonna be able to get it done once again Derrick Henry is second in the league in rushing and whenever you have King Henry on your team I believe in you I I, I just don't see them as being like this dominant force obviously they lost in the first round last year for a reason um, I think Ryan Tannehill is a capable quarterback. I think we've seen that, but he doesn't have, you're right, a lot of weapons around him in terms of guys that he could throw it to. And as if he doesn't turn the ball over, like they could be a good team. They're never going to be a team that just, you know, takes plays off or does, like, they're always going to be kind of that gritty football team, but I just don't see them 
you know, being in the upper echelon of the AFC, especially with all the talent that is around that conference and that, and even, um, yeah, that entire conference this upcoming season. So we'll see. Tonight we'll learn a lot, obviously. Titans and Packers, it kicks off week 11 in the NFL. Can't wait for Thursday night football. Titans and Packers in Green Bay is the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every single purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. The quarterback who's holding his team back the most fires back at his critics. Would that be me or Amber? I don't know, but that's after Amber has this word from indeed hiring is personal but you don't have to do it alone indeed's hiring solution makes it easy to attract interview and hire candidates from one place the moment you post a sponsored job you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your job description and you will only pay for applications that meet your jobs must have requirements flag those that don't they'll be replaced for free with another candidate on indeed Make the hiring process work for you. Log in and get started today at Indeed.com slash credit. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? You know, the Jets are interesting because, yes, they're much improved. Their defense is good. But what is it about them that's kind of holding them back? Could it just simply be the quarterback? Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, Shea Cornette, Amber Wilson, filling in for the guys here. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And you can call us on the Dr. Pepper call online, 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Speaking of that, Amber and I put these like negative lists together, but ones that I think make everyone think a little bit. Of teams that are in the conversation for playoff contention, Super Bowl teams, whatever you want to call them, good teams that have quarterbacks that could potentially be holding them back. So what playoff caliber teams have a quarterback under center that's holding them back? We go 5-1. to one. Amber, you go first. Who you got? So I looked at this as who could hold them back, not who's holding them back currently. Because obviously okay. any team that's now a Super Bowl contender – isn't being held back per se, but any team that could be held back that's a viable Super Bowl contender when we're talking about a postseason. So my list started at number five with Zach Wilson. We both agreed on that one. Number Mm -hmm. four with Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones obviously having a very good season, but a shocking season. Number three was Ryan Tannehill for me. I always have a hard time trusting Ryan Tannehill at the biggest moments on the biggest stages. Number two is Geno Smith. Geno's having a remarkable season for the Seahawks. 
and it's not what he's done so far. It's what he did in his entire NFL career before this that makes it hard to trust what I've seen so far in 11 weeks of this season. And Jalen Hurts is number one on this list, which obviously is shocking because we're talking about a quarterback in an MVP conversation. But again, if I'm looking at who could maybe hold a team back in the future, maybe I'm looking to the guy whose resume is very short in terms of what he's been doing this season. And there were question marks just a matter of months ago when it comes to Jalen Hurts' arm. Okay, so Amber's looking at the past. She's bringing up old stuff. I'm going more future. I'm going right now, this season. I don't want to talk anything about what didn't happen within weeks 1 through 10 so far this season. At 5, and that's why I'd go Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers, I know what he did the last few years. I know how remarkable it can be. Trust me, I've seen it up close and personal as a Bears fan. I get all that. But maybe it was good for him to get out of his own way against the Green Bay Packers. Maybe it was good for him to rely more on the running game as opposed to just his arm. And so if he can continue to do that, take him off this list. But if not, we could be in big trouble. So at number five, I have Rodgers. Four, I have Ryan Tannehill. Um, Ryan Tannehill doesn't do good things when we need him to do them. Uh, he has yet to score a fourth quarter touchdown. Maybe that changes tonight against the Packers. I don't know. But I need to see more from Ryan Tannehill, especially on third down, um, to believe in him and to believe that he won't be the reason that this team is getting held back. At three, I go Kirk Cousins. It's not a nasty a narrative. Uh to say that it's a problem that he can't win in primetime. It's it's the facts, okay? The one loss on the resume was an embarrassing one against the Eagles in primetime. And so Kirk Cousins needs to overcome that. He's got way too many weapons at his disposal. For there to be any excuses about the quarterback and the turnovers I saw last week, disastrous. At number two, Justin Herbert. Um, I didn't even know Greeny said this, uh, but I was going to say it anyways, and, and Evan, our producer, pointed it out to me. But these one-score games that the, that the Chargers just continuously lose, and then we sit over here and we clap the hands for the quarterback is uh, bewildering to me. I don't quite understand why we think Justin Herbert is like the next great thing when, yes, I understand there are injuries everywhere. Every team's dealing with injuries right now, okay? But he has yet to win a playoff game. He has yet to win a meaningful game in a close situation. In fact, any close game, he's at the bottom of the list in terms of quarterbacks that do good things in those situations. And so for me, Justin Herbert, I'm sorry. I think you're actually holding your team back, and maybe that's part of coaching too. And at number one is Zach Wilson. Um Zach Wilson in the Jets. Zach Wilson is making similar mistakes over and over again, and it's a problem. And I think our resident Jets fans would say if anyone else was quarterbacking that team, we'd be speaking high, much more highly of the Jets right now. I understand he's young. I understand he has a lot of room to grow. I think we're seeing that maturation right now with Daniel Jones. Um, however, when you're in the New York market and the Jets have been as lousy as they have been in years past, you need to get better and you need to get better faster. Um, you've been a little bit injury prone the last two years. And again, with the turnovers and, you know, run, instead of just throwing the ball away or helping yourself out, you actually throw it to the other team. Can't happen. And sorry, Zach Wilson. I think you're the problem. Speaking of Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback, he was asked to recall his emotions from the last time he played the New England Patriots, who they're playing this weekend. And here's what he had to say. I thought they were good emotions. I mean, I was frustrated, and, you know, I still believe nobody outside of this building knows what they're talking about. Oh, no one knows what they're talking about. Okay. Um, actually, maybe it's good to have tunnel vision, Amber. I don't know. That's fine if that's what he wants to think. This reminds me a lot of, like, comments I used to hear from Mitch Trubisky sometimes, and they used to annoy me to no end. Um, about he wanted to remember turning all the TVs off. I don't know if you remember that at Hallis Hall. And... It was always something with, like, no one knows what they're talking about and everyone's a moron. And it's like, okay, well, 
I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I think it's one well, thing it didn't to end up being the case. <laughs> exactly. I think it's one thing. I think it's a good thing to tune out the noise. A hundred percent. You need to do that. You don't need all the noises in your ear all the time. But I think it's another to think everyone else is an idiot. You know, like there's a fine yeah, line between I, that. Listen, I, I'm not going to I'm not I, if he says it again or he, if, if we sort of see that attitude formulating from Zach Wilson over time, then maybe I'll start piling on him. I don't have a big problem with a 23-year-old quarterback in a vacuum saying, essentially, I'm only listening to the people inside this building. Because that's probably exactly what you should do when you're such a young quarterback. I mean, Zach Wilson still has a lot of learning to do. You mentioned that terrible interception where he's trying to throw it away and doesn't get it all the way out of bounds. And he said, I'll never do that again. And you know what, Shay? He probably won't ever do that again, even Mm -hmm. though I don't know if Zach Wilson has the best decision-making. Because you do learn as you're going along with Zach Wilson. I have no idea if he's going to develop into that guy. I, if you're a Jets fan, I don't fight. I don't really fully know how you're already out on him, but also there's no chance you could be in on him from what you've seen so far from him either. And I think what's happening with the Jets is that they're ahead of schedule. So it's leading to more criticism and more scrutiny of Zach Wilson. than frankly, he should have had to deal with this season because the Jets are so much better than we thought they were going to be because they've drafted well and they've built well. And I guess this coaching staff, is better also than maybe we expected at this point already. And so it feels like, hey, this Jets team would be a viable contender if we trusted who's under center. And I don't even know if that's fully fair because coming into this season, that was not the expectation surrounding this Jets team. We're like, hey, they're, you know, they're moving the right direction. They had a really good draft. We like the trajectory of things around this franchise, which is strange to say for the Jets. And let's allow them to grow. And in a couple of years, they'll be a viable contender. But that's not what's happened here, Shay. And it's leading to more scrutiny of Zach Wilson that I don't know if it's fully fair for Zach Wilson because also he's missed games like you mentioned the injuries also in his early young NFL career I don't know if it's fully fair that he's kind of getting extra scrutinized now because of where they're sitting yeah and look the Brees Hall situation and the Elijah Moore situation like these don't help a young quarterback obviously but I told I I read this stat earlier that he's 26th on on target rate when he's inside the pocket so essentially what I'm saying is like when everything's going right for him, he's still not very good, and that's a problem. <laughs> like, what are we doing then? I just think that there have been so many times where he's given opportunities to be great, and he just hasn't. And again, that could be youth, and that could be still understanding the game. And remember, he missed a lot of football last year and this year with injury, and so he's mm-hmm. still kind of getting up to speed. And again, an injury to one of your best players in Brees Hall, and then drama with Elijah Moore, which I don't even fully still understand um these are things I'm sure that don't help but that's just part of being a quarterback in the National Football League and I think he's got a lot of a lot to learn and little amount of time to do it especially with the way that defense is playing right now Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance looking for a career you'll love with flexibility great pay and benefits and one of the country's top workplaces come join their growing team go to progressive.com slash careers now you can't necessarily you can react to our list if you want I'll give you the phone number again it's 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 top five quarterbacks or a quarterback that you think perhaps is holding their team back they could be great they could go to the postseason they might even be Super Bowl contenders but maybe the person under center is what's holding them back plus we're going to give you the props you need to cash in tonight as week 11 begins in the NFL it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Game day. What am I talking about? Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series XM channel. That just shows I'm, we go on too many shows, Amber. Amber Tune Wills. Game day. Sunday is with <laughs> Shay and Jordan Grinnett. The, the music, I think, is what got me there. Uh, Amber Wilson, Shay Grinnett here filling in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We'll get the show right, I promise. Before the break, we were talking about quarterbacks that are currently quarterbacking teams that have the opportunity to go deep into the postseason, perhaps make a Super Bowl run, but maybe it's their quarterback that's actually holding them back. Who are those quarterbacks? Let's go to Chivago in North Carolina. Who do you think is a quarterback that perhaps is holding their team back? Chivago, what do you got? Hey, i got one person. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak okay. Prescott. I mean, the the throws that he makes in the situations, I, I'm like, where are you throwing the ball to? Who are you throwing the ball to? I mean, it's the same thing every year. He's holding us back. I, I wish we had never signed him to that big contract. Now we stuck with him. <laughs> Thank you, Chicago, for the call. And look, he's not alone. Like, Amber, this is this is a sentiment that I feel like a lot of Cowboys fans think. Stephen A. basically said this the other day. Like, perhaps it is a little bit on Dak Prescott. I know you and I were talking earlier, like, the defense and the run defense hasn't been great, obviously, for the Cowboys the last few weeks. Like, maybe let's point blame there. Um, but – at some point when you're getting paid the big bucks to be the leader of a franchise and have a star on your helmet, you got to take some of the slack, the flack too. Well, you get, you get, you take all the flack when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Some of it is fair. Some of it is not. Some of it is piling on because of who he's playing for, but that's what Dak signed up for. And that's why you get paid the big bucks of your Dak. I just think with Dak, I thought we went through this earlier in the season, right, Shay? I thought we were all appreciating Dak now because we saw what it was like with Cooper Rush. We realized, hey, it's actually not that easy. And then Dak comes in, and I thought we were all back to appreciating Dak Prescott. That lasted like a game. And now we're back to scrutinizing him because that's how it works if you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. There were issues here for Dak. I think there's some legitimate things like, is C.D. Lamb a true number one? You know, I think that there's conversations we can have, not necessarily providing Dak excuses, but there are decisions that organizations has made that I don't know if Dak has always put in the easiest position to truly have the success when we're we're talking about where the expectations are with that team, which the expectations with the Dallas Cowboys are always Super Bowl or bust, and yet they never get there and they never get it done. And so that's sort of the magnifying glass that Dak is operating under. But 
again, some of it's justified. Some of it's just piling on at this point. I don't think Dak's the biggest problem there. The run defense actually concerns me because that defense, I feel like, should be better than it is. Yeah, and you don't have a healthy Ezekiel Elliott. Like, there's a lot of factors here. Benjamin's in South Carolina. Benjamin, is there a quarterback that you think is under center for a team that has potential to go far in the postseason or go on a Super Bowl run? Maybe it's the quarterback that's holding him back. What do you think, Benjamin? Hey, it's uh, it's all about Lamar Jackson. We ride and die with him, and his last playoff, you know, appearances, interceptions and turnovers. So that's really the only hold back to the Ravens is Lamar Jackson. So, so Shay, like, I'm going to jump oh, go in here because yeah, what's funny about this is that I actually had originally written down on my list when we were doing our top five list, I had Lamar Jackson at five. And then I decided that the heat was going to be turned up on me too much, that everybody was going to go too crazy. Because, I mean, he's in the MVP conversation this season, even though I feel like the Ravens are, frankly, flying under the radar. But he's sitting at, like, you know, fifth or something in in the MVP race right now. And Lamar Jackson, I think most people think, is an excellent quarterback. And typically, I think Lamar is pretty good as well. But I do agree with what Benjamin said there, where, again, like, I kept looking at this list, like, who might hold them back in a postseason run? And I do think Lamar has been part of the problem in the past with that Ravens team where we always have the expectations for that team and they should be great and it doesn't always turn out that way. And I know last season there was all those injuries, even though, again, he was sloppy with the football last season. And there's been games this season that have left a lot to be desired in a contract year for Lamar Jackson. Look, whenever there's a quarterback that is everything to your team, everything to your offense, the run game, the passing game, all of the above, like Josh Allen is to the Bills, like Lamar Jackson is to the Ravens, like Justin Fields is becoming to the Bears, there's going to be moments where you're like, well, if he's not good, he ruins everything. And I feel like that's probably the feeling with Ravens fans. Look, though, when you have shaky quarterback play year after year, like I have seen in Chicago, you have seen with the Dolphins, too. Like having that stability where, you know, at any point your quarterback could turn the entire game around is something to be said for. And yes, I know Lamar hasn't been great in the postseason and I know he makes mistakes. Every quarterback does, but I do think there's a heavier weight when you're a do-it-all kind of QB, which is becoming trendier and trendier now in the National Football League. All right, let's go to Cody in Mass. Uh, Cody, what's going on? Hey, uh, so I honestly believe that Mac Jones is the problem with the Patriots right now and I am so hardly a diehard Patriots fan, Bailey Zappi needs to come in, do what he was, do what he was doing, uh, winning games. And, uh, our, I mean, our defense is just so good. Uh, held the Lions to zero. The Lions are Lions, but their offense scores about 30 points a game. So I really think that Mac Jones needs to sit it out, put Bailey Zappi in, and uh, we can make a deep playoff run. Are you really going to say your first-round draft pick is going to take a seat for Bailey Zappi? Look, I beat that drum for Bailey Zappi. I thought he was fantastic, and I thought that actually was a very good quarterback controversy that was going on in New England. But you also you don't allow Mac Jones to have any consistency if he doesn't stay under center, and you probably ruined his confidence a little bit. So I, I, I think this is a fair uh, thing to say, Amber, and saying Mac Jones could be the reason the Patriots don't go as far as they'd like to go this year. But maybe this is like the same vein as Zach Wilson. Like these guys are just young and they need to figure it out faster and they can't. Well, I wouldn't have Mac Jones as part of this conversation because I don't think the Patriots are going anywhere near a Super Bowl, right? I don't consider them a contender at all. I mean, I'll have the conversation about the Jets before I'll have the conversation about the Patriots sitting at last in their division. But I understand when we're talking about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, what 
is funny to me because I also had fun with that quarterback controversy. I miss it a little bit. Obviously, we're talking about a quarterback in Mac Jones, given he slid his way in there. But, like, he went to a Pro Bowl his rookie season. Pats fans already want to give up on him. But what's also funny to me about that caller who is a Patriots fan is, like, y'all don't trust Belichick already. Like, you don't trust Bill to make the right decision there. He's seeing these guys in practice every day. So we just don't have trust in our coach. We think he's going with the wrong quarterback right now because, what, Bill doesn't want to win games? Like what you know, yeah, if Bailey Zappi was really as good as we all think he was in the snippets that we saw him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, our producer ever wants to jump in. Evan wants to jump in on on the Lamar comment about yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if if the so so the conversation is basically if you replace the quarterback with another quarterback, they'd be a Super Bowl contender. Correct. The Ravens, if you took Lamar Jackson off their team, I'm not even sure we would think of them as a playoff team. Right, like, that's fair. Like that's Lamar fair. Jackson is the only reason we think the Ravens are a playoff team. He's the only reason the Ravens are in first place in that division. He's the only reason the Ravens are probably going to win that division. Like, he's the best quarterback in the division. He is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I don't understand how you could say he's holding them back. Their defense is holding them back. If you watch the game, they're— Lack of wide receivers is holding them back. Their lack of a running game outside of Lamar Jackson is holding them back. It's like everything else on that team is holding them back except for Lamar Jackson. I, like, I, I idiotic statements. It can, it's not idiotic because it can be both of those things, Evan, because you're absolutely right. That offense runs through Lamar. He does not have the weapons. He certainly does not have the running game. He is the running game for that team, and that defense should be much better than it is. I'll give you all that. I don't know if he's the best quarterback in his division. Jabara might have a, have, want to have a, a call, but anyways the point being that with Lamar Jackson though it can be both like he can be the reason that they would get to a Super Bowl and also be the reason that they would lose it or he can be the reason that they get to the postseason because by the way we've seen this before Evan and also the reason that they can't stay in the postseason because he gets sloppy with the football it can be both Shay I I want you to repeat this out loud about (laughs) Joe Burrow okay repeat this out loud so everybody in your house can hear the last time we saw Joe Burrow on the field, he was without Jamar Chase. He lost to Jacoby Brissett and was outplayed by Jacoby Brissett on Monday Night Football. So I just want you to say that out loud and see what the reaction might be. Yeah, I, I, why, why do you want to start fights in my house? I don't really want to do that. That's not fun. Um, I, but I do think the caller was alluding to the postseason because he, yes. he was saying like he doesn't feel like Lamar can help them get over the hump in the postseason. But again, that's why I'm Good. like, Good, see what it's like without Which him. Which is the only exactly. reason I had Lamar on this list originally, say. too. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. He does everything for that team. Okay, one Super Bowl-winning quarterback that is having an even tougher time adjusting to his new team than we previously thought. We'll talk about it next. Canty and Carlin, Shea Cornette, Amber Wilson, filling in ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a prime time parlay. 
That's right. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and in your smart speaker. Shay Cornette and Amber Wilson filling in for Canty and Carlin here on Canty and Carlin, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Carlin has got his best play of the night, and it's a primetime parlay. Let's hear from Chris Carlin earlier today. That's right, baby. Canty, you ready? Let's do it. We are on the Titans tonight. So we will go Titans on the money line. They're getting three points. Titans on the money line on Caesar Sportsbook plus 152. We're going to go Ryan Tannehill over eight and a half rushing yards. Love it. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And finally, because we believe the Packers are going to be throwing it all over the place, Alan Lazard, total receptions over four and a half. So it's Lazard over four and a half catches, money line Titans, Tannehill over eight and a half yards rushing. That little primetime parlay paying out at plus 900. Ooh, the juice. See you in a winner's circle. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is 3 and out. Time for three and out and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Amber Wilson here with you. And let's start with our first down. <laughs> uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says the league, meaning the SEC, is looking to move to a single division. So no more East and West, no more SEC East, no more SEC West. They're going to heavily lean in the direction of having one single division and eliminating the East and the West names and moving away from having two divisions. What do you think, Amber? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess this probably has something to do with Texas and Oklahoma, right? Joining yep. that conference with Correct. conference expansion with, I guess, trying to simplify the whole thing. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a through and through Gators fan. This is going to be, I've been my entire life. This is, this is honestly an adjustment for me. This idea that there wouldn't be any divisions anymore like we wouldn't be competing in the east I guess it's just going to be the two best teams so we're just always gonna have I mean honestly it'll probably be Bama and Georgia anyways in the the SEC championship most years but yeah like that would have I guess made things even more interesting this season with Tennessee and LSU and and the situation with a a two-loss Bama team I I don't know I guess I'm not very passionate about it one way or another but it'll take a little bit for me to adjust to it so the Pac-12 doesn't have divisions, right? And, um, you know, they just play – they rotate playing each other in their conference. Now the SEC is going to have more teams. So this makes sense to me. I'm a Big Ten girl. I'm going to Indi- I went to Indiana, and so I'm used to having two divisions as well. But I would actually love it if the Big Ten did away with the different divisions because you don't pay as close attention to it, I feel like, anyways. Like, you, I, I think – well, and the SEC is different. It just means more. I get it. But um, – <laughs> I feel like you focus more in on the good teams versus the bad teams versus who can play who in each in each division. So to me, this actually makes good sense, perfect sense, and I love that Sankey's about to do it. All right, uh, second down here. Uh, Ticketmaster announced today that due to extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand, tomorrow's public on sale for the Taylor Swift The Eras Tour has been canceled. This is I'm going first, Amber. This is ridiculous. What is going on with these freaking Taylor Swift concert tickets? People are paying 
thousands, like $17,000 for some of these tickets. What? And people are waiting online in a queue for like three hours. Who's got this kind of time? Like this isn't, this is ridiculous. Honestly, I remember waiting in line at at the box office for concert tickets. Probably would be a better option to, to what is happening here. This is, this, it's absurd. It, it is absurd. I, there's nothing in life I want to see this badly. Like, I love concerts. There is no music act in the entire world that I care enough to see this badly where I'm going to pay $17,000 for any of it. Or, Ridiculous. honestly, wait and queue for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Like, I, I, just, I just don't have it in me. I'll just go to a different concert. I'll just find a different artist I want to go see. That being said, Shay, because you and I now have worked together multiple shows where we kind of rail against the Swifties. That being said, I I do have a little bit of an admission to make. Some of the songs off Taylor Swift's latest album. I know they're fire. Yeah, I know. Fire. I know. You can't deny that. But still, I mean, still, the way these fans go about these tickets, it's it's ridiculous. It's so unfair, and I hate everything about it. All right. uh, Third down here, former Broncos offensive tackle Tyler Columbus, who hosts a show on 92.5 Altitude Sports in Denver, said today, and what he's hearing from inside the Broncos organization about Russell Wilson is this. Quote, Russ is losing his mind out there. He's using audibles from the Seahawks. The guys don't know the audibles. He's using code words that the guys just don't know. End can this quote. be true? This feel, can this be true? I, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it would maybe <laughs> explain some things that are happening with Russell Wilson. But yeah, has, have we, has Russell Wilson had the reputation of not being prepared, like not knowing the playbook? It is week 11. You're well, telling me? That he's still using code words from the Seahawks offense? Didn't Tyler Lockett tell us this? Like, like he was mic'd up for Monday Night Football, and he kept yelling, like, they have our codes. They have our play. They're using our stuff. They're using our... Our words are, are, you know, yeah, but maybe they were calls. doing it to confuse them in that situation. It, but if if he's legitimately doing it and like confusing his own offense, man, I don't know. Yeah, that, this is that definitely... top three pick is going to look nice for the. Oh wait, Seahawks. Ooh, uh, this is a hundred percent plausible because it is a mess. What is going on with that offense? And yeah, I think. I think Russell – I don't know that he's doing it, though, on purpose or that he's doing it to confuse people. I think he's – maybe he's confused in the moment. I'm not really sure, but I, I – take that story for what you will, and I'm sure there's always two sides to every story, but that seems – All right, for Amber Wilson, I'm Shay Cornett. Thanks for hanging out with us here at KT Carlin. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.